take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. Killing a lot of people. And welcome to another episode of, well, an interview, I guess, uh, on From the Pit. And we're here with Chris from Inhuman Nature. What's up, man? Yeah, hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, how are you all doing? I'm good. Mm. good you know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so we should have just started recording a second yeah. ago. We're doing yeah. it. But, um, yeah, we already did the part beforehand. And now we, <laughs> that's like, I, like, I always like the rehearsal, like, how is it going? And then you get to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I've thought about saying "fuck it," just record as soon as they're on the call, but uh, <laughs> that could be a little jarring for people. Yeah, like, hey, you're being recorded right the We're fuck live. now. <laughs> yeah, that's so. like. Hope, hope you didn't make any tasteless jokes when you first joined. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we can get around to that in a bit. <laughs> oh, we yeah. always do. Don't worry. Oh yeah, yeah. It's our every, only talent, every really. fucking time. Every fucking. I mean, yeah. I've just. I've, as as you sent me the link to join, I just cracked open, and it's not too brutal, but it's an eight percent double IPA. So mm. we'll see. Ooh, double IPA. Wow, that's solid. I'm drinking fucking spiked tropical punch seltzer. So. Spiked with what though? Um, hopefully alcohol. But if it's uh, <laughs> if it's like if it's gasoline, I'm not gonna complain if I get fucked up. Oh, uh, they didn't tell you. Well, you know, man, as long as it gets the job done, I don't really give a shit. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sure that's not what everyone's tuning in for. <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 not, not really. So, Chris, you want to let everyone know your role in the band? Uh, yeah. So I'm at the moment a singer. Well, hope not just at the moment. I am the singer in Inhuman <laughs> Nature. Um, that I've been doing that for a few years now. Um, and I was in a band called Group of Man that I sang in. And that's kind of how I I know I know uh, I know Mike, um, and came across this you guys, um, and yeah, and I started a label called Mercenary Press recently, as well, which I've been pushing, which I pushed on Mike a little bit recently. So that's what, <laughs> what got me here. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been digital pen pals now for so long though. I, yeah. I, I completely spaced that it was like you know come back on for an interview, and we you know this is our first time. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> which i'm pumped so it's good to hear from you um because i remember your album has been a household favorite of ours for a while now well the inhuman nature record yeah um, yeah oh go ahead sorry no you guys oh, shit man i may have fucked up you guys cut out a little bit and i can quite catch it um but yeah man yeah when that came out almost two years ago now and it's still people were still buying it and stuff which is cool <clears throat> I mean, it just, it, it just, I mean, I don't know if Sammy wants to go on. I know Sammy sit, sat pretty well with this one too. Um, can't remember I, if I made did. one of your top tens. Uh, I don't, I, I, I'm going to sound like a complete prick when I say this. I don't believe that this made the top 10 of that year for me, wow. but I, I sorry. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of set him up to sound like a dickhead. I thought I remembered I, I know, you doing that in my bed. I, I, I <laughs> my swear fault. to God, Mike, hey. you are, you, you are, you are going to be little spoon for the rest of the fucking month. Hey, I like your album, but not that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's good, really, that's, no, that's really not that, that good. No, <laughs> I mean, jokes aside, I think it's probably just because I hear so many albums every year that I'm bound to forget a few. 
It's like, like yeah. I think less than a day after my top 10 list of 2020 came out, I was like, I was, I remembered like three albums that I think could have bumped a couple off of mine. But uh, yeah. I actually, I actually uh, remembered that I have the, the Satan's claw single in my library and I'd, for, I'd nice. somehow forgotten about it. And I went back and listened to it again, sort of in preparation mm. for this. And I was like, Oh, well shit, I guess I got to go buy the album now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, man. It's just, it's, you, but, um, yeah, I know what you're saying though. About, like, I mean, especially for you guys, because obviously you come on on the show is the idea to throw new bands at each other. I mean, oh, yeah. there's only so much fucking music you can retain in your memory. Like, I couldn't tell you what, like, my top ten records from last year were because I've moved on to so many. Yeah, it, it gets uh, a little nightmarish. Crazy. And I mean, we 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 drink so much that we've all got fucking <laughs> whole, we, we we've got holes in our brains, and you know, shit just slips right through them like Swiss cheese. So, you know, yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what do you want from us? Mm. But uh, now, getting back to inhuman nature, I think one of the things that that caught me from the get, um, and I think it's underutilized. Like, I can think of a few other bands. One of the things I can remember off the top of my head are a few other bands that actually do the barbarian thrash metal mm-hmm. approach mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean like we're all also big fans of tulsa T- doom tulsa uh doom, those yeah. dudes are oh, out of old, their fucking gourds um lord penetrator but uh yeah what what <laughs> led to you guys rolling with that with that sort of theme um oh, fuck man i don't know what it was <laughs> I mean, I was I was gonna guess that you guys just heard the first Carnivore album and were like, "We're gonna go with that." Like, we're we're just gonna well, go with I, the, yeah. I mean, we were just like when we started out, we were basically just an Iron Age ripoff band. I, I should say worship, but we, we, you, there's definitely some royalties owed from that first EP we did. Um, <laughs> and it's like it was just going rolling with that, and then me and me and the the old drummer. Um, so it's, it's almost a totally different lineup now, where it's completely, it's actually a totally different lineup from the style. Um, we were just thinking, it, it was, we were trying to think about the artwork and, um, you know, we were really into like Conan and that sort of stuff. Um, but into like sci-fi as well, we were trying to think about how can we create characters kind of like a cross between Conan, but almost like a Mad Max kind of character and trying to think about this sort of sci-fi barbarian theme. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. You can just bl- blame fucking Iron Age. <laughs> it's just their fault. <laughs> that's, that's how it started. And then, um, and then when we got new members, it got way more thrashy, basically. So, um, my question, I would say, is: uh, Do you? Would you say that you place more, especially when you're writing or looking for inspiration? Do you feel like you take more inspiration from uh, traditional heavy metal than you do from crossover? Because I hear, I hear pretty equal doses of both in mm-hmm. your music which is part of mm-hmm. why because I, I like i love traditional heavy metal but i also love crossover and i can never quite yeah. distinguish which is the which is the bigger influence of the two for you but would you say they're about equal in that regard or what um it, you know what man yeah it probably is it probably is kind of equal but it's, it's sort of split across all the different members like i would i think for me personally like even even though my vocal style, you know, I can't actually, I couldn't, I couldn't fucking sing like King Diamond if I wanted to or Rob Halford. So it's kind of crossover style vocals. That's what I can achieve. But like writing wise and the way I think about the songs is probably more like traditional metal, you know, like sort of new wave of British heavy metal stuff. And um, hey, you know, you know what? Kind of era. You know what? 
you put enough practice into it, man, I'm willing to bet you could pull off some King Diamond shit. So don't sell <laughs> yourself short. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't even practiced since last October, so I don't even know if I can do what I can already. <laughs> we'll see. I'm just um, saying. I, I'm just saying. I'd like to hear you try it. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a good. Thank go. you. Thank you. But a lot of the other dudes, uh, like our bassist, is um, yeah. Well, I kind of know him by going to hardcore shows. So we, you know, we listened to a lot of hardcore bands, and that was kind of how we, I guess, probably ended up in a band together. Um, so he's a big fan of that, but he's also a big Stone of Doom fan as well. Uh, like his favorite oh. band, like Electric Wizard, he loves shit like that. And then si- Simon and Benny, um, so our drummer and guitarist, you know, really big fans of, or, like huge fans of Slayer, um, but bands like Testament as well. So I guess you get that kind of, that kind of fresh vibe in there as well. So it's, it's just sort of like an amalgamation of like what everyone kind of loves. Like it, nothing's like too far removed, but we all have like our own sort of like interests in that. Well, I mean, well, everyone everyone should be a big Slayer fan. Well, yeah, that, yeah. That, that should go without saying. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, uh, is is there yeah, any love? That's where, it, that's where it comes from. Is there any? Uh, I gotta ask. Is there any love for like the 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 old school like New York crossover, like the 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 SODs, the the carnivores, the stuff oh. like that? Yeah, man. I mean, I wouldn't say probably no one, not like a huge. Uh, I mean, there's yeah. there's love. For it, but I don't think anyone, no one's like a, a huge fan of anything like that. Um, who the fuck? I bought a record recently. I can't, don't know if they're from New York or not. They're nearby, a band called Transgression, who are from the 80s. Uh, you ever, mm. you guys ever check them out? I'm actually drawing like a blank I, on that one. I feel like they're a band that I should have heard of. They're, they're fucking cool, man. So they actually came out, they, they're one of their albums, the last album they did, I believe. It was put out on um, a British label called Manic Ears. I think it's just called Manic Ears Records. Um, and what's their record called? Oh, Cold World, man. Yeah, it's well, if you like if you like crossover in that like eighties, like late eighties crossover, then I definitely recommend checking that out. Yeah, that's. I you know what I feel I feel as if I've been I've been humbled. <laughs> I'm no, I've I've past couple of years I've been like kind of a crossover nerd, and I can't believe I haven't fucking heard of this band. That's fucked up. Yeah, man. I mean, I play in a crossover band and then people come to me all the time like, have you heard this band? It's like assuming that I have. And I'm just like, no, because <laughs> like, so many fucking bands to check out too hard. Like it was a guy who got me into transgression. He, like, he's like an inhuman nature um, fan. And, we, and we've like become friends through that. And he just sent throws over like crossover bands to me all the time. And he is like a real like, you know, collects fucking everything. That sort of thing, and I'm just like, I'm gonna, yeah, those... go, I'm gonna go listen to this Judas Priest record one more time, and then like, I'll check, <laughs> out, I'll check out some new Yeah, I mean, it uh, it happens to us too, uh, oh, it, yeah. like to an embarrassing degree, where I've been asked if I've heard of a band, and then realize like a week later that I brought them in on the show two years ago. <laughs> and I'm like, oh fuck, yeah, <laughs> I'm an asshole. Yeah, but I mean, um, I mean, we all we all use the same <laughs> excuse every time. It's just like, bro, we. We hear thousands of bands every year. We bring in hundreds of albums. We can't keep yeah. track of them all. Yeah, man. Absolutely. He's like, but you brought them in. I was like, well, sh- sh- shut up. <laughs> that's, that's basically how this show goes. That's like, that's yeah. the, that's the, that's the, the unifying narrative for all of us. Yeah. I dig it, man. <laughs> uh, um, I was going to say, uh, oh, Shit, I completely. Somebody else take over. I, Mike, I just completely blanked. Sammy, shut down. 
<laughs> I'm always shut down, man. I'm broken. Brain brain broken. <laughs> That's always good. I know. I know. Oh, um, I was guys, what, should I take? Should, should, should I ask you guys some questions? <laughs> no, you know please what? do not. We are not prepared to answer anything. <laughs> I mean, not not that not that I won't try, but you could. So I was um, actually I was gonna. Now I remember what I was gonna ask you. Uh, when you recorded your last album, did you like? Did you uh, place any pressure upon yourselves to outdo anything you to outdo everything you'd done before? Because everything before your your last album dropped was also fantastic but man that album was just incredible did did you like intentionally just try to push yourselves as hard as you could to write the to write even better material like what would you say what would you say the mentality was when you were writing it uh well we got new members so it just got better because of that really um i guess i guess that's the the truthful answer is we got a new drummer um and a, and a new and like a, and we added a lead guitarist in so it just naturally um came out like that really i mean you know like i like the demo um for what it is because it was just sort of the, the three people that were on it are really really not the most it may sound kind of like a dick but we're not the most musically talented people that played on that record and that's like just the truth it, it, it's um, okay man and then when it, we neither, got yeah ni- neither am i so don't feel bad yeah <laughs> Like I was surprised at how good it it came out, considering who was in it at the time. Um, and then yeah, we, when we got a new drummer, so I'd been in a band with Simon uh, many years ago, like like ten plus years ago. We did a band called Hang the Bastard, which was kind of like um, it's a, sort of like an integrity meets Black Sabbath worship band. Um, Interesting. We did that for like years and years. Yeah, uh, one of the, I mentioned Black Sabbath. I mean, that was one of our biggest influences. But I quit after five years. And went and did like a, a few other bands and that that led on to like doing group of man um and i was driving home from my job and a, a bus went by and there was like some festival happening in central london that sabbath were headlining and then it just said hang the bastard underneath them and i was like oh fuck my life like i should have should have stayed should have stayed doing that uh, actually <laughs> this this one but just anyway, popped in. So this when- one just popped oh sorry go ahead no no man go for it I, I was going to ask, like you said, you've been involved in multiple other projects. One question I have uh, would be what, like, is there a project that sticks out in your mind as, as like the most unusual or interesting or like outside of your, your current wheelhouse that you can think of? Like, I, I I'm interested to know, like the, 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 the strangest or like most surprising project you've been involved in. Hmm. I think, um, to be honest, man, probably grew for man. Like the, I mean, it's not really a band at the moment, like maybe, um, but that was the last band um, that I did. Um, and now I guess that was more like down the post-hardcore post hard lane. Um, and I don't really know if anyone really likes Group of Man, but I mean, one of the last things we did was like a three week Euro tour and we went and played in, in like Istanbul. And, you know, it's oh, kind wow. of weird to be an unknown band that drove all the way into Asia. Um, in yeah. a fucking rental no band, sh- no and, shit. and people be there as well. So that was kind of weird. It was a weird band to be in because, like, you know, we never. I think we have like fourteen listeners on Spotify or something like that. Like, it's very, very low. Um, but we never really played many bad shows. They're always like pretty good. I don't know if we were just kind of lucked out or not. Um, 
so that was kind of a weird a weird band really fun like all the all the tours we did were really fun and stuff like that but i kind of looking back i'm like i don't i don't understand like how we managed to do all this stuff <laughs> and uh actually i'm i'm gonna get i'm gonna throw in one more before i stop hogging them all uh yeah. what is the story behind your band name in human nature what what is the what is the what was the impetus of that name uh, I mean, it was already it was already called in human nature before I joined, but it is. Oh, okay. I'm gonna fucking I can go- quickly Google it. Basically, it's a it's the song that Sepultura cover that I honestly really don't particularly like very much. <laughs> Look, you know what, man? There's like there are like three good Sepultura albums total. Don't feel bad. <laughs> Hang on, uh, yeah. I was like, I fucking forget who it's by. Jesus, I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. Some fucking band that I don't like. But it's a you know I like in human nature as a name, and it's helpful for like the lyrical content because a lot of it is about like you know like um, oh, fucking you know global warming and nuclear war and stuff like that. So you know you get some good connotations out of it, but. Yeah, when I heard the song that it was named after, I was like, "This song's like, it's, it's fine." <laughs> yeah, you know that that puts you that that puts you as the the second the second band to ever be cool while while talking while singing about the environment, other than Nuclear Assault. Like you guys are the only two bands to ever make uh, lyrics about the environment cool. <sighs> Not even Earth Crisis. Yeah, I was gonna say, man. Like you know, Earth actually, Crisis uh, is hard as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Earth Earth Crisis. You know, Toxic are good too. It's good New York thrash. They had some environmentalist lyrics too. Okay, maybe I forgot a few, but I'm I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm drinking. What do you fucking want from me? Oh, I remember. All right, well, I, got I mean, one. if you asked me a second ago to name other bands that sang about this stuff, I'd just be like, I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Earth, like, uh, I was like, yeah, Earth Crisis. I guess they sing. You know? <laughs> now I feel like an idiot because I I bought a copy of Gamora's Season Ends on Phil's oh, recommendation a few years ago. I feel like I should have known that. I, I love that record, man. I think that was one of the weirder Earth Crisis records. Yeah, no, um, um, I've, yeah, I I've, think it's great. I I've been getting into hardcore the past couple of years, mm. mostly because of the dudes on this show. Yeah, no. yeah. I've, I feel like I've actually developed a pretty solid taste in hardcore because of them. I yeah, mean, I mean, season then is a good place to start. It is. It is. I, I didn't start with earth crisis. I think I really, I really started with, uh, I think like sworn enemy and Chromags were where I really started. Oh yeah. yeah it's yeah, all places. Place Mikey, you yeah, said, you. I mean, I was like, I, I guess, Sorry, man. I keep interrupting. No, no, no. You're, you're you good. You should interrupt you, us. You should be the one yeah. interrupting. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, especially me. I mean, because I'm, 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 I'm so a... British, British, we're not used to, you know, we like very, like, we're too polite. <laughs> no, I, you know? I, I, I have a bunch of British friends, so, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with it. <laughs> Mike, you said you had a question. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we probably, we're, I'm assuming Tom's going to precede this interview with a newer track. Um, how did you go about recording that? Uh, you know, how's, how's your lockdown been? How's, how's everything been going? Yeah. Um, I mean, fuck man. When's the last time I saw, I saw the guys, um, last October 
and we just had we we like we we went away um to have sort of like a four day like a free four day like long practice like when um went down like really south like the south of england where it's kind of just like country and stuff like that and um we rented a place where you could have like 24-hour access to a studio and they have like a huge house that you kind of like live in and stuff like that and that was really cool but then after that like we've just been in lockdown um since january and it's only just opened up so i think we got <clears throat> practice again in like two weeks time um because we've got um well we're doing we're doing something late next month um that i'm actually not allowed to talk about but we've got a practice for this thing because all of us are so out of shape so we have like five practices booked in <laughs> leading up to this <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I mean, no one can, no, shows. no one can, no one can accuse you of not getting, of not getting back into your craft. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, we really, yeah, we got to get the practice in, but um, we, we're booked in to record um, new. So we got some new songs written last year and we're going to record um, a new demo in October. Um, that's like booked in, ready to go. So I'm excited about that. Um, cause the guy who recorded us was in a band that I used to really, well, I still really like him, but I used to really fucking like him. Um, so I'm excited about doing that, but we haven't had new music, um, come out. I mean, I've been putting out new music on the label that I've started kind of recently. Um, so that might be what Mike has told you guys about. Um, but yeah, the band, like I haven't even seen our bassist since last January. <laughs> I haven't wow. been able to see the guy. Yeah. Like the last show we did, he couldn't make it. So we had, um, our guitarist like a brother fill in um but yeah man been such a long fucking time so it's been it's been a little bit brutal over here we've had two like really solid lockdowns which has made made things pretty hard so how's that uh, going with you know um i mean with starting a label like you know it's um i've got to imagine it's kind of tough right now especially because you know as there's there's never uh, a shortage of new bands Mm. that are creating material except i feel like now there might be <laughs> because mm -hmm. you know how uh how frequently can people really get together and you know i know especially like from what i understand the lockdown the lockdowns have been um incredibly strict over there um which probably makes yeah. it a bit harder yeah man it's been i mean i mean fortunately like i've only i've put out one release on mercenary press um, recently and it's he's almost like a one-man band he's based in austin and he's been totally fine like he he banged out like two demos this year already wow. so when um he just, i think like his band so they call sadistic force is like the band but it's mainly this guy james and he has a drummer called hell troll which is a sick name don't know if it <laughs> can't confirm if that's his real name or not but I hope God, I hope it is. I'm going to say it being, is. Can you imagine? Can you imagine yeah. being the one kid on the playground named Hell Troll, Mister Troll, like John Troll? John Troll. <laughs> anyway, oh. oh my God, he's got. See, I think he's got a band. I think. Um, I think James, um, the main dude, is, he's got a couple more band members so they can tour like when that's allowed. Um, but yeah, man. So I got in touch with him about doing their first EP, um, Pain, Sex, and Rapture. And then, like, I think after a few emails, he'd already put out a new EP, and I was like, well, should I just put both out in, like, a comp? Um, and that's what came out recently. So that hasn't really been been an issue at all. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if, like, the pandemic is, if it has stifled people or if, for whatever reason, everyone recorded albums just before the pandemic hit, like a memo, secret memo went out and was like, 
you know, you should record now. Because well, I, I mean, bought so many fucking new, so there's so much new music, and you guys probably have as well. Like, it's, oh my, I was saying, oh my god, yeah. It, it's been interesting, and it seems like, um, I mean, especially during the uh, like the heavier restricted quarantine parts of uh, of this whole fucking thing, that a lot mm. of the um, more established bands definitely put out material, and some bands yep. that we hadn't heard from in fucking years were just like. I don't know if they had fucking time off from their jobs and were like, oh, we can do this thing again that we used to do. Um, but yeah, Maybe, we noticed yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, uh, quite honestly, I don't... Uh, e- even back when this was the, the lockdowns were first starting, I really did not see why lockdowns would stop bands from recording and releasing material because it's like, well, what the fuck else are, is any band going to do? Like you can't play shows. I mean, I think like, some bands really jive yeah. with the together. Like they got to get together, jam together. Like I mean, you mm. throw on their work, their whole workflow off. Yeah, but it's like at the, at this point, it's like what else? At this point, it's like what else is there to do during lockdown except write and record? I feel material. like a lot of people adapted, but I mean, to jump right off yeah. into it was probably tough. Yeah, we still yeah, can't get I'm our trying. audio flows right. I'm on sure. The <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it was, but at the same time, it's like you know a lot of. You know, a lot of these bands, it's like, you know, when you're as devoted as a lot of these guys are to their craft, it's like, you're not, you know, a little bit of COVID's not going to stop them. No, that's true. But I, I, I also think that a lot of, um, I think we, like, definitely over here, we saw sort of a slowdown in newer bands being formed. Because, you know, you, you kind of kill that social aspect, people going to shows, mm-hmm. running into other musicians. Underground and saying, arts hey, isn't fucking... there. Like, what, what new yeah. band's going to go play there? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's it's weird. It's a weird time, isn't it? It seems like as there's a there's a death metal label um really close to where I live um called uh, Misako Un Oro. Oh. I always, pronou- I always pronounce it really badly. It's um, uh, yeah. No, you got it. It's Misako Un Oro is yeah, correct. Man. Like yeah. he's like he's like a five minute walk around the corner from me. So I just oh, order, yeah. I just order about three months in advance and like get a few <clears throat> order a few bits and walk around there and grab it all. Um, I am I, I'm so dangerous. glad you brought them up. That that Misako Unoho is so great. They're, they're a fantastic yeah. label. Yeah, they put. I mean, they consistently put out really good shit. And and I I think well, whenever you walk in, there's like there's a there's a really like British like like what I would call like a bloke who who works upstairs. It's a BMX shop, and you're like, oh hey man, I'm just here to pick up some record. And this guy's like, Jesus, someone <laughs> in for you. And you're just like, all right man, let's get him. And then like his dude like comes up and he's like really, he's like quite a quiet dude, um, yeah it's just really funny when you go down there. But I was I was talking to him about kind of what we're talking about and I was saying like it's like a a weirdly productive time for bands to be putting out records because he's been like slammed with putting out shit all, all the time and I'm like you would have thought it'd be the total opposite but it's been like probably it's been like he's just like packing records like twelve hours a day he was telling me I was like it's fucking that's crazy man. So maybe everybody did adapt quicker, quicker than I would have thought. Yeah, man. But I think you're also right. Like for our bands, like in Human Nature, like I mean, I know Benny. Like he's like our lead guitarist. Um, yeah, he's always writing because he like studies guitar. He's going to he's doing um like a master's degree at the moment. He's just like oh, you know, wow. playing music. So he's always like playing guitar. He plays in a covers band as well um, as like his like side job as well so he's constantly learning playing guitar and, and recording stuff but we really like we work so much better like just go into a practice room 
and and jamming that's kind of how we we get stuff together but we don't i don't know we haven't really quite got the hang of doing like the online kind of thing at the moment i just don't think it works as well for us I think we will need to be there kind of vibing so like when we managed to go away last year and like be tight tight i didn't see a human being another human being apart from them for like four days it was awesome wow. um now we got loads done that was really cool but like since then like not really done so much we just like have we just have our group chat and stuff like that and we got like lots of plans but um yeah it doesn't really work as well for us but luckily we had that split with road mutant um already recorded and that's like i think it's arriving next week or something which is cool so we did have something to put out in that time yeah i mean it's uh it's interesting i'm i'm always more surprised by the bands who uh even before uh covid do the whole you know um one members in fucking north carolina and two like i know uh bushido code was big on like mm. um and it, it kind of it's kind of mind-boggling to me because like i mean i haven't played in a band in fucking years but i can't imagine sending parts back and forth and working that way like i, I i'm the same way where i'd have to be in the room with the person so we can actually sh- like when people can do it i'm just like i more power to you but i don't <laughs> understand I mean, I mean, shit, you're on a podcast where one of your members is like two and a half thousand miles away from you. Yes, but we're talking yeah. in real time yeah. as opposed to sending recordings back and forth. I, like I, This would be I, real I, weird I if we recorded part of the episode, sent it to you, and then you sent it back, <laughs> and we're responding yeah. to what you said, and then being like, yeah, just it. throw responses. At, like, you know what I mean? It would be very strange. I, it was just a joke, Phil. <laughs> I think it's... um, it's. I mean, in human nature works in, yeah, yeah, we have to be in the room because we get, we like vibe off each other. But my old, like, group of man was, was almost the total opposite. Our guitarist, um, who, the band was kind of just me and one other dude. And we had, we, there was band members, but there was no, like, you didn't, they didn't have to be, like, committed or anything like that. It was quite easy going. So we would, like, this guy, like, Mark would write all of the riffs and he would program the drums and he would just send it to everyone and be like, this is what you, this is what the song is. And then we just meet and record it. And that was it. Like okay. I would just write the link on the way to the studio or whatever. Um, and that was like how we did it. And then we'd go play and then we just write an XDP the same way and that wow. sort of thing. So that works really well. So I think if you have that like kind of like Billy Corgan style, like weirdo that just wants to write all the music <laughs> and then just go and do it, then, then that works. But yeah, if, you, if you've all got like strong opinions about what you, you know, like if the bassist, like our bassist Jack has, you know, his very strong view of what he wants the bass to sound like. And that, and obviously that's great because he has his own style. Like he plays like a very sort of bluesy style compared to the other members of the band. And like, it'd be weird if like Ben was like, hey, you're going to play this because it just wouldn't work. You, you know, you did lose members that way with us. So I don't know, man, just the, the way the dynamic is, I guess. I mean, hey, sometimes having, uh, Sometimes having people with very particular tastes can lead to some interesting results, though. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, you know, like, we all love, like, thrash, and we all love metal and stuff like that, but everyone's, like, like Simon, our drummer, will listen to Slayer, like, every single day. And as much as I love Slayer, I'm not going to do that, (laughs) you know? (laughs) I mean... And I listen to a lot of, like, more underground bands and stuff like that. And, like, Benny's, like, Benny loves... um, Fucking like Yingwei, is it Yingwei Malmsteen? Yingwei Malmsteen? Yingwei. Like, 
yeah there you go like, i don't even know how to fucking pronounce the guy's name <laughs> yeah, like, okay. he, he loves like he loved that shit man like when we were recording he was like yeah we want to get the solos to sound like this and like i've got <laughs> good luck like, good luck <laughs> yeah yeah you know but like everyone's brings their own sort of style to it and that's yeah. that's what makes it what it is and i think that's what makes it like not just like a straight up like thrash record and yeah. there's some other like bits to it well, that you can get into I, I say so because like I've I've listened to Ingve's like rising force material. It's like mm-hmm. if if you want your solos to sound like his, like most most people can't do that. Like yeah. that that guy is inhumanly good at what yeah, he does. Yeah. I mean he he may he might like look and act really goofy, but he the may dude... also have like weird sausage fingers. <laughs> yeah, he does have like weird <laughs> sausage fingers, but when you watch him fly over a fingerboard, it's like oh yeah yeah like yeah it's like yeah it's like it it, it's true it really is kind of like watching a machine play it's it's pretty insane although i do recommend people listen to the right the early rising force stuff it's actually pretty good i think that's the only stuff i have listened to of his because it came i I got a know and it came up in it and i was like oh cool i'll go check that out and that was was pretty sick yeah you know honestly man like that's pretty much all you need okay. <laughs> just like <laughs> stick stick to those old rising force records man like you're 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 good with those yeah yeah mm. Sick. Mm. Uh, actually here's another question any particular influences <sighs> stop it sorry my cat my cat is being an <laughs> asshole um, yeah, that's what they're meant to do and cats no like, she's i love cats. i fucking love them but they are also, I like, <laughs> yeah. well i mean my my cat is just like a complete and total sweetheart but she also just has those moments where she acts like a bitch um yeah, i was okay. gonna ask uh are there any like uh what when you were writing were mm. like what what would you say actually not when you're writing, just in general some of your biggest influences whether you know bands people like what, 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 when you throw it on just makes you like, want to, want to write lyrics, like want to write music. Oh shit, man. Yeah. I don't know. The fucking, that's really hard. Hard. Um, King Diamond. Yeah. King Diamond. I'm more, <laughs> more, I'm more of like a merciful fate fan than, than King Diamond. Uh, you kind of you know say, what? I, I like King Diamond, but I think I'm more into the merciful fate stuff. Well, I, I like mean, it's sort of m- like storytelling m- yeah. vibe. I, I like I tried to get more into that style of songwriting for well, I mean, well, I mean, um, I mean, King Diamond did do a lot of that, especially with like them, which is a straight up concept. Yeah, album, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I, but I mean, like Melissa. I, I mean, I think Melissa is like one of the best like classic metal yeah. albums ever. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, love that record. But, like stuff I, like that. Um, yeah. Judas Priest, a lot of that sort of stuff. Oh well, yeah. As well um i was well i still am i've always been a huge integrity fan um like to be honest man like even when i first started doing vocals in bands like it was just kind of like trying to sound like dwid like um the band i mentioned i was in before with simon hang the bar so the first thing we did was cover hollow um so it's kind of like that vibe i like he just like he just writes some fucking weird shit um so kind of that as well i'm trying to think man I sometimes oh. I feel I feel like I'm influenced a lot by story by like stories and movies a lot as well like horror movies, um, H.P. Lovecraft there stories and things like that. So kind of sometimes it can depend like what I'm into at the time. Um, but yeah, man, yeah, lots of stuff. I think like definitely like sort of like like traditional like heavy metal stuff that like we were talking about. Um, 
and then kind of like the heavy heavy like hardcore stuff as well like integrity like ringworm that kind of stuff i was massive pulling teeth as well it's like they're like one of my favorite hardcore bands and i was um, a really big fan of them so bands like that really influenced me as well but i'll tell you actually thinking back to it you got i haven't thought about this in a long time but i will say like I don't know if I'm, yeah, I'm not ashamed to admit, you know, I was actually listening to a lot of Megadeth when we were writing the album and I was kind of getting, I think I was channeling like Dave a little bit, like, cause he's got some sort of storytelling kind of vibes on, um, uh, on Rust in Peace. Well, on a lot of their stuff, but that's why I was listening to it a lot. Cause I, I sort of bypassed Megadeth a lot as a Metallica fan from like my earliest memories of listening to music. Um, luckily, like my my aunt got me into Metallica at a really young age, um, and I never got into Megadeth. Not because of like the divide; I just never got into them. And I, it's only probably because I was in Inhuman Nature. Because Benny is a really big Megadeth fan, and I think that's when I started listening to him a bit more. I think that's a go. pretty common thing. Like you know, I I kind of got into the heavier side of things through Metallica, and that's just kind of you know where I landed. It took me years after that to finally like go check out Megadeth and be like, holy shit, Rust in Peace is fucking incredible. Yeah, um, man. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> but it took but some time. Fuck, yeah, I mean, you fucking, you hear everything Marty Friedman and Nick Menza were doing on that album. Mm. It's just like, oh, that's why this album is fucking legendary. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, Chris, I have to ask, this is this is a probably the most important question that I'm okay. going to ask through this whole interview. You you ready? You sure? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Top three Judas Priest albums. Go. <laughs> shit man that's British Steel. like, I, Ooh, like I said man like i said man everyone oh god everyone says british steel no yeah that's not my you know what that's not my favorite hang on i'm gonna go grab my collection <laughs> <laughs> god i i oh, this is one of the i knew it i knew this was gonna throw them off this throws <laughs> everyone off all right i'm gonna put it out there point of entry is my favorite you know what? I am a big fan of Turbo, so I will completely accept that. Turbo is fucking brilliant. Love it. When we um, we haven't done it in a while, but we used to come on to um, what the fuck was that? Like the most famous Metallica song off Kill 'Em All. Um, Seek and Destroy. Jesus and Christ. Destroy. We we used to play Seek and Destroy, Holy Diver, and then Turbo Lover before mm. we came on and we would kind of come on at the end of turbo lover and that was like our thing <laughs> i tell I, I tell i tell everyone if you're ever in the state of oregon and you hear the song turbo lover blaring in a bar there is a 99 percent chance that it's me who put it on <laughs> that sounds good all right so point event point of entry point of entry good i might go sad wings man that's pretty that's fucking great underrated i would say i i, I will accept that one um, and yeah, I'm gonna throw Turbo, lo tur not Turbo Lover, just Turbo. Turbo. Yeah, British Steel. British Steel is fine. Like we cover um, Breaking the Law almost every show, but um, but when United comes on, I'm just like, oh, this is this is this. You know, sounds it's like I'm at a football match or something. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I will. I will admit, I was hoping to hear Defenders of the Faith, but I, I will. You know, I will. You know, the fact great. that the, what it is great. It, it's I didn't amazing. have it in front of me, so that's maybe yeah. that's why. <laughs> no, it's, I, it's just I give you major, major props for not only throwing on Turbo, but also Point of Entry. Because I know those, man. yeah, those those albums were released back to back, uh, if I yeah. recall correctly. And they both rule. That's my favorite era. Like, everything, like, 
pre I like painkiller, but like I feel like I love everything like pre that as well. That's like I, my favorite stuff, like all the older stuff. I mean, I think I think pain painkiller to me is like one of their apex albums. But man, something about something about turbo, something about turbo, man, it gets me right. going. Yeah, out 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 in the cold. I want more bands to cover that song. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. It, it probably won't. We're doing a covers split. Actually, we're planning. To oh my god. Um, if you, if dude, mix, we'll dude, if you cover, if you cover out in the cold, that will be like, that will be it for me. Mm. That, yeah. All right. All right sorry, can. sorry. I get really enthusiastic <laughs> about Judas Priest sometimes. It's <laughs> absolutely gotta be enthusiastic about Judas Priest. Like, what's not to be enthusiastic about? That's a good point. So getting back to the uh, to the inhuman nature <laughs> discussion, you know, the whole reason we brought you on to the show. Yeah. Um, how are things looking as far as, uh, you know, tours and shows over there in the in the future? Like, are things opening back up soon enough or you kind of is that still all kind of, you know, distant um, future on hold sort of deal? Well, yeah, I think it is distant future stuff I mean, we have been we've started to get like offers come through now which is cool um so we do actually have a show in july i think it's second of july but it's actually like a distanced um seated show so i don't know what that's going to be like probably probably like we're having a practice and there's 50 people watching us sitting really far apart from each other yeah um, yeah but, you, know, you gotta give it you know why not man like I've, I've been curious about that because like i i can i understand like uh you know like i know like i think the flaming lips did a show where they had everyone in their own like literal fucking bubbles uh oh, I, yeah yeah you know i know like uh i think frank turner did one of those shows where everyone had like their own like platform, platform sort of thing. deals yeah um and mm -hmm. i mean that like, i can see where that works for yeah. those styles of shows um it's hard for me to imagine like a metal or a hardcore show being socially distanced. It just, I, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it takes so much out of, I feel like there's so much energy between the band and the, and the audience that's just going to yeah. be kind of ripped out of that. Um, yeah. So no, I definitely agree. Um, it, yeah. I mean, the thing is that a venue called the black heart. Um, and it's where our friend Dara, um, he's like the manager there. He, he plays in Dungeon, who we went on tour the last um, Euro tour we did. We took them, um, and they and they didn't get like government funding um, at all. I don't think, which is pretty pretty fucked up. Um, so they actually had to like crowdfund getting like everyone paid and being able to keep the venue open. So we wanted to so we wanted to do the show with them, but you know, would we have done it somewhere else? I don't know. Um, but you know, I mean, I guess I like, I saw a few bands doing it, and I was like, okay, like maybe it'd be cool as like a one off. I don't know, but I know exactly what you mean. Like, we're quite a high-energy band. And, and not all our shows are, like, crazy. Like, sometimes if you get, like, a bit of an older crowd, not, you know, there's no, no one can even windmill if they wanted to, yeah. you know. But um, so I thought it'd be okay for, like, a one-off show. And I think things are easing up. Like, we've got um, we've got a few good offers um, for next year. Um, and we're thinking about doing a Euro tour um next we've got well we've got a german festival booked for next april um that's been postponed twice now Jesus. so like, it would make sense to tour. yeah man like we were meant to do it 
yeah, beginning of last year, we were meant to do a tour with Expander, who um, don't know if you guys check them out. They're from Austin. Um, did a did an album on Profound Law. We yes. were friends with them for a yeah. little while, so they were going to come over and, and tour with us. Um, but that all got cancelled. Obviously, the, the first um, you know the first signs of the pandemic and everything. So the festival has been been moved forward. So it made sense to tour, but we got to deal with like Brexit fallout now. Oh um, shit! I didn't even so, think about that. Oh yeah, man, that's like a whole uh, that's a whole <laughs> kettle of fish to to fucking get through, man. It, ba- it basically like you know, it's doing a tour is is not is not undo not not doable for us. Um, but it adds like one or two more thousand pounds to your tour, basically. Yeah, I mean that's still uh, that's still pretty hefty. That kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah, it sucks, man. But you know, so. I just I kind of hope some bands go and tour so I can ask them what, like what to do so I don't have to go and like we'd have to go and be the guinea pig um but yeah man I was chatting to like a tour manager friend and we were thinking about like ways um that might be easier It'd probably be easier to like fly in and rent a van in Europe so that the police don't stop you as much because uh, there's, okay. there's no there's no like border obviously there's borders but between most of the countries it's not like there's no, um, there's not, there's no like, there's not a border border where you go and like, a guard is there. You know, you're just driving around. Right. It's not um, like going from here to Mexico or some shit. No, like... no. It only gets to that when you go, um, when you go to like Ukraine or Romania, places like that. That's where there's like an actual border and and that kind of side of Europe. Um, but yeah, Germany and all that and those, you know. That, that that kind of area there's nothing like that so i imagine the police will just stop you if you have uk um plates or not but yeah man who knows but um you know i'm like i'm sure it'll be fine we're all adults i'm sure we can just sort it out and there's plenty of time for whoever has to fix it and let everyone know what the deal is you know it's still quite it's still like a year away um when we're actually meant to be playing there so you know hopefully it'll be easier by then that's fair um now i, I was curious you, you mentioned expander um and like I know we have a, there's a huge fucking crossover scene brewing in Texas. I mean, it's yeah. been ridiculous. Um, you know, Power Trip kind of kicked open the doors, and ever mm-hmm. since it's just been, you know, band after band, and they're all fucking yeah. great. Um, what's the what's the scene like? You know, locally over there, as far as like crossover and thrash uh, goes. It's good, man. There's um, it seems like I mean, yeah, we've always had a good thrash scene, but I think um. Uh, you know it feels like maybe it did die out a little bit um but there's loads of good bands man um we sort of have a there's a good um blog over here called just called uk Frashers, and he's really championing like all the all the good thrash bands like you know new bands older bands you know it doesn't matter like big or small like that sort of thing so we've got a little bit of a scene brewing actually um and obviously we got a good i mean there's a good crossover scene but you know, you got a good like sort of black and thrash scene as well. Like Hell Ripper is doing super well um, in the UK. Um, I believe we, I believe we've talked about Hell Ripper on this show fairly yeah, recently. Right. Pretty sure. Yeah, really, really good, man. His, his new album is fucking great. Um, shows for us have been really good as well, and we're quite lucky because, yeah, you know, obviously, guess because of the crossover thing. You know, we can go play like hardcore shows. We play with more traditional metal bands, thrash bands. You know, it's all good, man. Road Mutant is doing really well, and there's kind of like an off and off the back of that, like Tom from Road Mutant's done Celestial Sanctuary, and that like the sort of new kind of new wave of British death metal is kind of happening out of that as well. So it's kind of it's I think a good 
scene is brewing where it is going to merge into just like a good i mean we always have a good metal scene but there's like a newer metal scene emerging which i think is really cool i mean yeah uh so that's that's really cool to hear like we you know um most of us on the podcast here are based like right outside of philadelphia um yeah and uh i mean joe hardcore has been building that fucking scene for years yeah so yeah. like one of the things that's been cool for us for a while like he's a big fucking metalhead um so there have been even at this is hardcore every year like there's always fucking crossover and and thrash bands yeah. thrown onto the bill um and it's great yeah, I mean, to the, see because i know i mean the, yeah it's like what's well, it's true man like the finding out that like carnivore ad and like marauder were gonna be playing the last this is hardcore was just like that. oh they're they're catering to me too that's great. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's always strange for me because it's uh, you find out that not every scene is like that, and like even you know you see it online too, where you still get like in the fucking lamb goat comments where there's some fucking you know punk kid who hates metal or metal, and it's like what we're all under the same umbrella, guys. Like yeah, exactly. You know, uh, but no, it's awesome that that's uh, you know sounds like the same sort of thing is happening over there. Yeah, I, mean, I think maybe, that maybe. that attitude of like I I only listen to this like I hate what you listen those are, to. Just, the, those cool. are those are the people we like to call falses. <laughs> yeah, it's those, just fucking. Those, those bizarre, are the false. Or, mm-hmm. or even like you know, kind of click clicks between genres and like bands. You know what I mean? Like like in human nature, pretty much fucking play with everyone. Like some of the some of the better shows we played, maybe not last year the year before um yeah we played with flesh god apocalypse um who are like a i I can only describe it as like kind of pirate metal or something (laughs) it's not my my sort of cup of tea but that was a great show for us and also a few months before that we played with fucking oakley doakley that was great (laughs) no shit (laughs) yeah Yeah, man that was a great show that's funny nice guys good crowd you know like you have when you're the front man and everyone's standing at the back of the room and you have the fear of having to be like hey guys like you know come on let's uh, come come and enjoy the show up here you're like hey everyone move forward and everyone just did it like <laughs> everyone was like cool let's let's do this now <laughs> fucking awesome like you know so but that's just i, I guess i'm not really fan of like snobbery between genres i think i'm you know i'm probably going off topic i wasn't really what we're talking about but yeah it needs to be it's just weird when you're like oh, i need like this fucking music i'm not gonna give you a chance like were the oakley doakley fans really expecting you know us to be opening that show probably not i don't the know other band that were actual like pirate metal they'd have sang like a spongebob squarepants metal song I, yeah i <laughs> mean was, i don't know it like uh i don't know what uh, an Oakley Doakley crowd is like, or like no. I, I've got to assume they have fans that are probably fans of theirs that like maybe they're the stepping stone into metal because they just like the fucking gimmick. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So I have no idea what it like if that if I was one of them, what I would expect the other bands to be like. Yeah. I mean, I am I have a cursory familiarity with Flesh God Apocalypse. I, I had a roommate mm. for a couple of years who really really liked him. Uh, they definitely do not sound anything like you. That, no, no. So I, I can imagine somebody like somebody who came to that show purely to see Flesh God Apocalypse, like seeing you guys on stage and being like, oh, wow, this is not who I expected to be opening. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, it, I think there was definitely a few people like that. 
but it was like it was super cool man played to like a really full room um in like in a decent sized venue as well and everyone was like super super cool and the show was fun i mean i bought sword i bought sword on stage so i think the people who wanted <laughs> kind of like the theatrics were really they were like into that <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean if can you really say that it that it was a good show if somebody didn't bring a sword on stage at I some mean, point stage swords are pretty sweet they yeah, you man. know what i'm gonna have to buy a sword like like Go to the flea market and buy one. Yeah, of those you can get yourself a katana. Three piece katana for twenty bucks. Oh, shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> Train like, in the way. Like, everyone knows that one weeb. It's like he goes, "Us is like you want to see my katana collection?" Like, no, I, I really don't. I oh, love I, that. I love that because I don't break their hearts. And be like, that's not that doesn't have a tang. It'll break if you ever used it. Don't ever use it. <laughs> I had a guy show me his fucking, you know those those weird uh, split toed ninja shoes, tabby oh, socks, God. tabby shoes. Yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. brought them out once, and I was like, oh, "Why boy. the fuck do you own those? Whose house are you breaking into? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Where's your grappling it's like hook? E- it's like eBay, like eBay really needs to to ban your account, my man. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that went off the rails quick. Yeah, this 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 is now this is now. Uh, that's a good that's a good theme for a show though. It just you stay on topic for a minute and then it's just like goes anywhere. That's every show we do. Okay. It's it's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. it it sounds fun, but in reality, it's a waking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're me, who's someone who kind of gets off on doing that. So. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Wild card. Yeah, I, I rest easy knowing that it's just a nightmare for everybody else. <laughs> but someone has to play that part in the in the group, you know. <laughs> Wild card, bitches. Yeah, yeah. Frank, Frank's not here today. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you mentioned uh, new material in the works. Is there anything specific we can be looking forward to, or is that all kind of... Uh, still under wraps right now i think you said october um it's not it's not massively like under wraps or anything like that um we're just gonna do a new we're just gonna do a new demo um i imagine like just a couple of songs that we've been working on um just to just to get something out like i've sort of talked to a few people about putting it out like next year um but that's that's kind of it really it's not like super hush hush or anything like that um yeah the songs the songs could like very well like change in the next because we're not recording until october so it's ages away okay do it but we just booked it in well in advance just to get it in um and that's it man yeah just gonna i mean we're gonna write a new album that's kind of what we're writing towards um so that's kind of the next plan really just gonna do this new demo we're gonna do a cover split as well um which is gonna be cool uh and that's it man and then just um yeah just crack on trying to write lp2 and see how that goes again i just please please consider covering out in the cold <laughs> I, would always, I would always consider well i think we i think we'll almost certainly cover breaking the law at some point just because we know it so well mm. and like if you're in the studio and you know it, you may as well do it because you never know like um when that will come in handy one day it's true yeah, yeah. I, didn't. I just got handed fresh beer. Just give me like, give me two seconds. Oh no, I just, I just opened another beer like ten seconds ago, so don't feel bad. There's so many like good. Sorry if we're going off topic again. Um, just so many good off licenses near where I live. 
So I've got like sick death metal label around the corner and then just like really good pubs and off licenses to sell decent beer. It's fucking dangerous, man. Yeah, I, I've always, uh, no, and you're, you're fine. Uh, we talk about beer every episode on, on this show what, anyway. What's up? What do you mean by off license? Oh, uh, like a liquor store, I guess. Um, oh, right. That's what we call it. It's just called the off or, or the offy. Or if it's a craft beer uh, place, you call it the, the poshy. <laughs> Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm I've, I've always been curious because like so um there's been you know in the past like 15 years uh craft beers have really fucking exploded over here and now we're getting a lot more like a lot more of the local breweries you know i have three within yeah. walking distance of my apartment now uh which is fucking amazing um but oh. from what i understand it's been like that over there pretty much forever uh <laughs> like um, I forget what I was watching, but you know they were showing like the these people who fucking brew out of their garage and they only sell their shit to one establishment. And if you go yeah. fucking two miles away, no one's ever heard of it. Hmm. Um, yeah, you do. I think you do get a lot of that as well. Um, I mean, I mean, I've only been drinking. Actually, I've been drinking for quite a long time now. I was straight edge for a really long time. Um, I should say a long time. It's like eight, like nine years. Um, okay, I've been drinking since I was twenty five. So about eight years now. Um, but yeah, so I don't know like loads and loads about it. But yeah, I mean, so many breweries like popping up. There's a bunch near us um, where we live. We're kind of like in East London. Um, but yeah, you know, all around the country. It's probably really similar to like America. I remember the last time I went to the States, went to San Diego and it's probably like five years ago now. Um, and yeah, like, you know, I could walk to like three or four different breweries mm. and stuff like that. It's crazy. Oh, I mean, um, it, I it's gotten to the point. Yeah. It's such a big thing in the States now. I mean, I live in a little fucking hick town, like miles and miles and miles from anywhere. And there's still like a, a decent sized independent brewery within walking distance of my house. Like that's that that's how big craft beer has become in the States over the past 15 or 20 years. And to, to give you an idea of Sam's location, we always say he lives in the Shire because he's literally in the middle of fucking nowhere. So the I, fact I know. that there's a brewery there is insane. Yeah, yeah. The, the near the nearest major town, Eugene, Oregon, is two and a half hours away from where I live by car. Oh, yeah. My my, my friend, I live in the middle of nowhere. Oh, man. It's not, oh, yeah. Is it is it is it like cool? But then you're like, oh, I actually need some shit from the town. Well, no, I wouldn't say it's that bad. It's just like if you want to go, if you want to go to like a show or anything, you would have to drive generally about two two and a half hours to Eugene or about four hours to yeah. Portland. Port, like because oh, I mean, okay. whenever you talk about the state of Oregon, like the first thing people fucking ask you almost invariably is like oh do you live in portland i'm like no man i live four hours from portland <laughs> like you couldn't fucking pay me to live in portland but yeah no it's um it's really only inconvenient if you want to do things like go to shows or get isn't that fucking, like um, yeah is that pretty common your... in the states like you have to drive because obviously it's like yeah yeah it's, it's it, and it's like yes yeah, like, you bring up a solid point uh i've had to explain this to like especially my friends from like europe or canada uh if you don't live in or near a major city in the u.s you probably live in the middle of nowhere right. like it's it's hard to like it, it's hard to to impress upon people 
just how much of the United States is just straight up wilderness. Yeah. Like the overwhelming majority of the states is just fucking wilderness. Yeah. Wilderness or farmland. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty wild. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bear bear country is 30 minutes from my house. (laughs) I'm not joking. Where's moose country? Hmm? Where's moose country? Um, you know, we get some moose around here. That's more up towards like Alaska and Washington. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of that in northern Maine too. Oh yeah, I mean, you can you can you can find fucking elk in this area that are like taller than your fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> we get. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have like foxes, and that's about as exotic as it will get. We just oh no, around like <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. It's like over here, like you go into the eastern half of the state, you you will run across wolves, and they are massive. Yeah, and they, will, and they and they will kill you. Uh, even not far from us, you still get mountain lions and shit. There, there's oh, yeah, supposedly like, one in a town near us. Like people have talked oh, about it for years and posted pictures, oh, but then brother authorities brother, say like, no, they're not here. Okay, there's there's two hundred miles of forest and mountains to the east of me, and it is full of shit like mountain lion, uh, elk, bear. Like there there is shit out there that will kill you if you run across it. That's that's no joke. So that's where Sam lives. <laughs> yeah, that that is pretty much where I live. <laughs> Shit, man. I think if I want to go to a show, I can just cycle for twenty minutes, and I'm in like the city. <laughs> Probably. Or I can drive. Oh. Or like, yeah, but there's like, yeah, I just get fucking. I mean, I, I live just like on the outskirts of like what we just call like central London. Okay. Um, it's just really not far, like at all. And I, I've never lived anywhere else. Um, but the UK is really? like fucking tiny, man. Like when I used to, when I was first doing bands, it, we'd go play shows at like in Newcastle, which is really fucking far, like from London. But it's but really fucking far is like four hours, maybe four or five hours, and you can oh. still like go home and yeah, you get in at like three in the morning or whatever and go to work the next day. It's yeah, I I couldn't even get through all of Pennsylvania in that amount of time. No. Yeah, it's yeah. like where where I live, it would take you if you were to drive from Southern California to the north of Oregon, it would take you probably 16 hours. Damn. That is that, like just to give you I mean, you could drive across the state of Oregon if you were lucky in the span of 4 hours. That's if you were really really lucky. Well, this is a fun geography podcast. Yeah, this this is a this is a this is a traveling and wildlife podcast now. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what everyone tuned in for. I know. I mean, everyone everyone likes to learn, right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of learning, man, you want to? Um, oh my God! Why am I blanking on the word? Too much booze. Uh, I feel real dumb right now. If I had more context, you want to plug your, uh, you want to <laughs> plug where people can find you, your label, the band, uh, so forth and so on. Yeah, um, you can. Inhuman Nature has music on like fucking everywhere. You can find it. Um, I think it's just our Bandcamp is inhumannature.bandcamp. We have like minimal amount of shit for sale on there, but you can buy the music and you can listen on Spotify and all that, all that sort of shit. Um, Mercenary Press. Um, we just put out a new, our first cassette um, for Sadistic Force called First Strikes, which is uh, his first two EPs on one one handy cassette. You can buy that from mercenarypress.bandcamp.com. And I also have some cool distro. 
um, on our big cartel, and there's a link on the Bandcamp. Um, and that's it, I guess. Yeah, doing mercenary press. That's going well. Um, got cool shit. Got some cool distro coming in soon. Got a new release planned. That I'm planning at the moment, so we have something out for June, maybe new band. Um, Inhuman Nature going to play some shows soon. Not in the states, unfortunately. We were going to, but we're going to put that on hold for now. Damn. Yeah, we plan to, um, but we will probably will next year. To be honest, man, we'd probably be fucking easier to tour the states than Europe now. So probably, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, if you, easier. if you play, if you play a Portland date, I will find a way to get there. Uh, yeah, I'd like to. I mean, it was funny that you were like, oh, like you couldn't pay me to live in Portland. I was like, I really want to go to Portland. <laughs> no, like, let me let me clarify. Portland is a very cool place to visit, but you okay. could not fucking pay me to live there. Cool, cool place to okay. visit. Wouldn't fine. live there. All right, fine. I'll visit there. <laughs> that's you know that that's band, a lot uh, of. That R.I.P. from Portland. No, like there's, a there's a. Doom I mean, there's a. There's, there, there's a lot of great bands like Lord Gore. Lord Gore are a fucking great band out of Portland. Cool. Oh yeah, check them out. Sick. Yeah, man. Anyway, we'll, we'll fucking come and tour. I, I like. I'd love to. I'd love to spend like a month or so. Like just like trying to do every everywhere that where you can play shows there but oh that in a month that that might be a, a chore yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you, might, right. you might you might be able to hit a couple of places in the spin month yeah. Nah, yeah maybe i think i don't know maybe we'll do like i think we'll probably end up doing like two or three separate trips because i think for the states you have to buy you, i mean you definitely have to buy a visa um unless you want to risk it um which bands have done in the past, obviously. I don't know if I really want to risk getting banned for 10 years. Yeah, um, no. That, maybe, yeah, maybe don't. like two or three trips in a year we'll try and do yeah. at some point. Yeah, I, um, I was going to say, if you want to hit every major spot in the US, like a, yeah. maybe a year would work. <laughs> yeah, I forget which band it was that was supposed to come through, but I, I fucking we found out the night of the show that they got stopped at the fucking border for not having fucking pieces and uh, shit and they were yeah. and that was that a, tour was over for them and i was like they, god damn i think it was destruction actually it was supposed to come through it, it was i think it was either destruction it might have been sodom actually because I, I think i think sodom had some visa troubles yeah no this one I'm, I, I'm remembering i like it was in philly they were supposed to be in philly that night and called during the show to let the fucking <laughs> let people know like i yeah we're not coming <laughs> like oh, all <laughs> right <laughs> That's refunds and refunds in the lobby. Yeah, man. Dudes need to get a new fucking tour manager if they if Sodom's having visa problems. Jesus. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you I mean, band and you get caught trying well, to do I mean, it illegally. Fair it's enough. it's like a it's like a long running it's like a long running joke. It's like ah, Sodom will never tour the U.S., which they they never have. I think the only time they've ever appeared here was at Maryland Death Fest like four yeah. years ago. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's the same with like Bolt Thrower. I think Bolt Thrower have toured the U.S. like once, something like that. Yeah. yeah you guys like, check out um, the new Memoriam album? Not familiar. It's like, it's the, it's definitely. I think it's the singer from Bolt Thrower. I can't remember his name. It's members of Bolt Thrower. Um, Carl, Carl, Carl Willits. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, man. It's the new Memoriam album. Is fucking great. Like, yeah, yeah. like one hundred percent. Check it out if you like Bolt Thrower. Like, check it out. It's fucking great. Oh. Bro, I've I've got a fucking realm of chaos flag over my bed. I'm a I'm a bolt I am a bolt thrower 
guy through and through yeah. so i will have to go check that out well actually i mean now now we're talking about bolt thrower like it's actually and you asked me this fucking at the beginning um about like the influences for like you know like the barbarian core sort of thing it pretty much was bolt thrower actually because you know they do like the warhammer um, yeah you, you just you just saw like the war you just saw the war master cover and you're like that i want to yeah, evoke pretty that. much that that meets fucking Mad Max basically, although we can't deviate away from a bit of it. But it was definitely like, you know, they they always have the same sort of artwork, and it's very much in the same sort of like realm, you know. Um, that was that was basically it. Yeah, just like kind of do do, do what Bolt Thrower does, and it will probably work out. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, I mean, they actually get. I, I mean, the 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 company who makes the Warhammer games, uh, Games Workshop, has yeah, like they've had people do out artwork for their albums like several times like yeah. uh realm of realm of chaos did like two different covers Real, realm of chaos is like two different covers i think both painted by games workshop like war master yeah, yeah. mercenary honor valor pride i think all yeah. those albums have uh games wor- workshop art on them yeah man yeah I, I don't know what the story is i think i i think from what i i could be totally wrong this could be total fake news um but i think it was uh they they just kind of took some Warhammer artwork and then Warhammer were like, hey guys, you can't do that. And they were like, but we fucking love Warhammer. And they were like, all right, Bolt Throw is sick. Let's make a deal. <laughs> and some, yeah, because everyone that goes to like the the games, there's, have you been, if you have been to the UK and seen the games workshop, like shops? No, but I would like to. Yeah, like you'd love it, man. Like it's just, it's just nerdy metal dudes painting fucking models of warriors, playing the yeah. game. Hell I yeah. used to paint them when I was a kid. I was fucking terrible. I never got into actually going and like playing it. Um, but yeah, it's just metal dudes playing this fucking crazy board game and just listening I mean, to metal. I mean, who else it's are you going to market? Who else are you going to market Warhammer 40k to? I also yeah. feel like uh, nerdy metal dudes is a little redundant. You can probably just say metal dudes. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that's actually a pretty solid point. That's true. Yeah, yeah, we're all nerdy. It's fine. Yeah, but yeah, you fucking, you fucking man. They're all over the place, man. But yeah, but yeah, I don't know what the full story is, but I think it's something like they they both just loved what each other did. They, I think Bolt for a ripped them off at first, but then it, it was now it's there's some sort of deal in place, and they got all the artwork done. Well, I, I'm well, gonna... I mean this 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 really this really begs the question: When are we going to see a live stream of the From the Pit guys playing uh, Warhammer 40k with the Inhuman Nature guys? Oh, I'd have to leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably. Not. I'm not going to be involved <laughs> in that. Um... <laughs> I would give it a go. I would give it a solid. Go. I would watch. I, would watch I, I know, but I've I've never I've never actually played it. It would just be funny to watch like a bunch of guys never played it. So, to. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not familiar with that story either, but I'm gonna choose to believe that version regardless because it's very charming. <laughs> Always popping Nurgle. That's all I know. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Well, uh, anyway, man, we, we really fucking appreciate you calling in, but I know it's uh, it's getting pretty late over there. I don't want to steal the rest yeah. of your Sunday from you. No, it's all good, man. I'm like, um, do you, I, I don't work on Mondays, so it's fine. Ah, <laughs> so I'm, so I'm going to have, I'm going to drink another beer and like listen to a record in a bit, I think. Word so that's all good. But yeah, man, thanks for having me on. It's fucking, it's cool, man. Oh, you know, yeah. Like it's, uh, it's good to finally talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Mike, have, you know, we've been 
Facebook friends for a while. Yeah. Never spoken, never heard each other's voices. And now, now here we are. <laughs> it's everything I hoped for. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd, uh, yeah, I mean, we'd love to have you back on. Um, you know, yeah, especially yeah. whenever, you know, recordings happening or if you have any shows coming up, anything that you want to talk about, by all means, reach out to us. Uh, yeah, man. It's been a blast talking to you. We'd love to do it again. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Absolutely. anytime, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you for thank you for having me, and you know, like for supporting in human nature, and obviously, group of man back when back when we were doing stuff as well. I really appreciate. it. Absolutely. And I'm just I'm just glad we finally had an interview where I could bond with somebody over bolt thrower. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Oh, if you're gonna bond with someone over anything, maybe that's to be like if you ever go on a first date and you just like. Do you like bolt throw? Like, <laughs> you, can throw you can be like, what's your top three bolt throw albums as soon as you meet them? That's, <laughs> that's, that's what you, you don't even say hello. You're just like, it's like, what do you, what do you think of, what do you think of for victory? What? <laughs> right now, top three bolt thrower albums. She's like, I don't, I don't know. But what do you do if they turn around? They're like, ah, oh, mate, mercenary. You're like, oh. I I, res I do I I'll just be like I don't agree with it, but I respect it. <laughs> I'm gonna go with this, yeah, man. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I think I'm People gonna go hear about bolt beer, bolt thrower, dating tips. I mean, yeah, and, and geography, and <laughs> wildlife and geography in the Western yeah. United States. <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. really boring wildlife of England. Mm. <laughs> I want to uh, hear more about the regional breeds of foxes in England. I, do you though no not really <laughs> that's my point all right man that was the joke uh chris thanks again for calling in uh yes, thank you please do it again soon don't be a stranger yeah man nice one guys thank you anytime buddy take it easy of course yeah time to cut recording